Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Danielle Radoichin. Welcome to My Big Idea, a podcast from ASOS. Each week, we speak to a young female entrepreneur to find out how she launched her business and learn her tips and tricks for getting ahead with your career. Today, I'm with Danielle Copperman, founder of Cunola, the range of nutritionally enhanced breakfast products. Listen to how she went from being a model to running a successful product stocked in Waitrose at the ripe old age of 23. Here's Danielle's big idea. Hi, Danielle. Hi, Danielle. <laughs> So I've never interviewed someone with the same name as me before, so this is going to be weird. Uh, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Mm, Halloween today. Yeah. Are you doing anything fun this I'm evening? Not. I'm feeling really boring. This is the first time I think I've never dressed up, but I kind of celebrated this weekend. And so I feel I kind of got it out of my system. What was the costume? Um, I didn't even dress up. It was like a birthday party. So we we <gasps> just had like a really chilled night and I did feel pretty sad that I wasn't dressed up but, I know last year I was in New York and it was like the complete opposite because everyone dresses up for like the whole of October yeah so I feel like maybe I got my dose they really go year. for it there but I feel like it's become a massive thing here yeah it's getting years. much bigger there's people dressed up today during the day and that didn't used to happen <laughs> <laughs> yeah just walking around outside right <laughs> yeah um so we're here to talk about your business Cunola yeah um, and so I, I asked you before we started recording if I'm pronouncing it right. Um, mm. but I am now, right? Cunola, yeah, a lot Pinola. of people don't get it though. Yeah. <laughs> Cunola. Um, how did you settle on that name? Um, it's quite easy, really. I, I, when I first set up the brand, I wanted to call it Quinola, spelled Q-U-I-N-O-L-A, which is like a, a complete combination of quinoa and granola. Um, but then Cunola was just a little bit more like visually quite clever, I don't know. And so it's basically a combination of quinoa and granola mixed together to make quinoa granola. Got it. Granola. Was that your idea? It was my idea, yeah. Um, and um, I know that you launched the product as, as a, it's a breakfast product and you launched it as a breakfast cereal, which is a kind of healthy version of cereals. Yeah, it's like a really healthy alternative to granola and other cereals which are usually really high in sugars firstly and then also usually made with gluten and at the moment there's so many people cutting gluten out of their diet and when I cut gluten out of my diet and grains I was eating a really strict like paleo diet um I couldn't find anything still healthy and low in sugar in the supermarkets that I could eat for breakfast and still feel good about so I just started making it for myself as a healthier alternative when I was kind of running out the door. I didn't have time to make a proper porridge or eggs or something like that. So, Yeah, because you were really busy because you were modelling. Mm. You were a model for ASOS. I was, You've yeah. been in this building before. I have a lot of times. <laughs> so which, which floor were you on when you used to I come in I think it was in, I think maybe four when it was really like the, the old days and then wow. six. 
it was like I've been yeah I saw the big changeover a few years ago yeah so um, welcome back thank you <laughs> um and so that's basically why, why I changed my diet when I was modeling because yeah. I moved away from my parents where my mum usually cooked for me um and I had to stop buying things from the supermarket and that's where I became a bit more aware of like the ingredients in foods and what I should be buying and making myself mm. and obviously I mean you know you've had quite a lot of coverage in the press about how you were a model and then you couldn't find healthy food that you wanted to eat so you launched your own product like I read a bit about it in the Daily Mail and Mm. a few other publications how do you think being a model has made launching a product differently to if you hadn't been a model if that makes sense um I don't know it is really different because I've I've got I mean I was in a good industry where I could get the product to some friends who also felt the same way as me um and I just noticed that there was a lot more like a lot of demand around it because you're like a lot of models want to be healthy but we don't have time or you don't have good options when you're on shoots so you can't always control it um can you explain to me the moment when you had the light bulb moment were you chatting with friends or did you come yeah, across it by yourself yeah i think i made it for myself and i put it on instagram and then people were interested just through that and then i was living with like my friends who were also models at the time and it was fashion week and i just made them like little pots and I think I put a sticker of their name on it or something like that, and they took them out there because they were doing shows. Um, and that's when I thought, like... Well, a lot of my friends from my agency were like, oh, that's really cool. And then I was like, yeah, actually, there's nothing like it, and and there's quite a lot of demand, so... I bet they loved you for doing <laughs> that. Um, did you always think you might go into business, or was it purely... Was it quite off-piece for you? No, it was really out of the blue, um... I always thought I would still like just be full-time model at the moment. Um, I thought I would just do that until I got a lot older and it kind of wore out. But, um, it, yeah, no, when I first started it, it was more of a hobby anyway, so it was like I was still modelling a lot. Um, and then I think it took, like, six months for me to realise it was, like, to start calling it a business yeah. and realise I should do, like, I should register the business, I should get trademark on the name, like, stuff like that. I just, I wasn't... Who helped you with all of that? Did you have somebody you were bouncing ideas off, like, building your business model? Um, I still don't really have a business model. Like, I just, like, as it happened so naturally, I just took things as they came, really. Do you think that's a good way to do something, just kind of launch quickly and kind of just keep just do it as quickly as possible and follow it as it goes because yeah. some people say that planning too far ahead can sort of make you lose yeah enthusiasm um, I I really am a firm believer of that like I think if I'd thought about it a lot and assessed all the like risks and all the things that I had to do I would have just put myself off and been mm. too scared and felt really unprepared but I think and a lot of other people I've met in the industry if, as long as you have a good idea and you have passion and you have the energy and courage like behind you to to fuel it then I think you can get it somewhere and obviously you know being a model just going back to what I was saying earlier um I guess you're kind of the face of your brand and it's very much a lifestyle brand and that I know you write your your blog as well Mm -hmm. um, model manche too uh which is very successful and looks very beautiful and you're featured a lot in it and on your Instagram account Mm -hmm. um for somebody who might be wanting to do a similar lifestyle business but doesn't necessarily feel like they have um, the presence to feature as the kind of face of the brand, 
do you think that's something you can still do or do you think that it's really makes a big difference if you can if you can launch as a face no I think you can still do it without being the face of it because I think the way it's happened for me is I am the face of it but I'm not in your face about it I'm not sort of like eat like me look like me it's not too much about me because I'm just I'm not that kind of person really but I think if you have a story or a journey or something personal that you can share with everyone and give to the business then it does give people more incentive to like buy into the brand if they know that you have a reason for doing something rather than just maybe you have a lot of money and you just have an idea and you think it might work Mm. so I think yeah definitely having like a personal story behind you and a reason for doing things will encourage people to sort of listen to what you want to say and yeah they'll make them more interested and you taught yourself um so once you decided that you were going to go into this sort of area you taught yourself um biology a level and completed a diploma in nutrition yeah Um, where does all your self-motivation come from i don't know i actually did the biology a level before i set up any of these things and i it was like my first year of coming to london to model and i was just like i don't know if it's going to work i don't know if if i'm going to be successful so i wanted to have something else going on and i thought i wanted to go to uni to do nutrition and to do that, I needed an A-level, and like a science A-level. So I I just used to study at home. And I, I think I just, the way I think about things is like, I'm just going to try my best. I'm just going to do what I can and see how it goes rather than like setting myself a real structure every day, like get up and study for five hours straight. Like that doesn't really work for me. So, um, and then the nutrition diploma was really just being interested in it. Like I think if you're interested in something, that is enough motivation because you want to get up and you want to read about it and you want to learn about it. So it wasn't really... And I think if I, like, in school, I hated science. Like, it was, like, the one thing I thought I would never do anything to do with it. Um, But I think it's a combination of, like, your teachers or just what you're going through at that stage. Like, at school, it's just if you have to do something, you really... You're more likely not to want to do it, really, I guess. So so you launched with a single product in um, 2014. Yeah. How did you get people to buy into it? Um, I don't know. Well, I had my first stockist before I had a store. And I think um, my Who Instagram, was that? That was the Detox Kitchen. Yes, Lily Simpson, who we had on the podcast just yeah. a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So she How was, did you meet her? She was actually just opening her first deli. And I think we had an email sent around um, with me and a few other models that she was sort of inviting people in the local area and our agency was around the corner um to go in and try the menu and just get a free smoothie or something like that um and I went in and then I just got to talking to her and told her about my product she was like yeah we definitely want it um and I didn't even have proper labels or flavors really but then I had a couple of meetings with her and took her some samples and then we made it happen um but yeah if that hadn't happened I don't know if I would have had the confidence maybe to set up like I was in the process of setting up my own shop but I was a bit like I don't know if I'll be able to cope with the demand or I don't know if there will be any demand and I was still modeling full-time so it was just like I just kind of had to wait and see what happened because it was quite it's quite a unique situation to be in it's not like I was just doing the business and waiting at home every day for orders like I was trying to kind of fit it in so maybe it was good to have yeah. the modeling distraction yeah it was quite nice didn't and you're in loads of you're stocked in loads of places now from Waitrose, Selfridges mm. Do you have a technique for going... Do these people approach you? Do you go out to them and sell to them? How does it work? Um, 
I was really lucky in the beginning that a lot of them approached me. Um, most of them approached me, and now only in the last sort of year we've been doing a bit more research on local stores and people we want to work with. Um, I contacted Waitrose. Obviously, they're a much bigger company, and there's a bit more of a process. But you, I just set up a meeting, I think, with one of the buyers and told her about the products, like took her some samples, like explained the story and the background. And I think because it's such a unique product, there's there's like obviously a lot of competition on the cereal in the cereal market, but there's actually no other quinoa granola, so it's quite a unique thing. And I think for for stores, they like to have something that's unique. And if nowhere else is selling it, then they know that people will like to have it if they're offering it. And I think um, the look and feel of the site and the branding and everything is quite appealing and sits well with this idea of clean living and mindfulness and all those things that people are buying into around this sort of thing at the moment. Um, who designs all your logos and that kind of thing? That was me um, as well. I was just, like, my logo was just on a Word document. Um, it was, like, a few different fonts. And then I had to get my sister to format it into, like, a, a curve so that it went round the circle design um but yeah that was all me and most of the new labels I do uh, I do them all myself as well um I built the website myself on Squarespace took most of the photos as well myself because I just I think so at what what, point were you still doing full-time modeling at this point and when what point did mm, you stop doing full when did it take over when did Cunola become the main I don't know really I, I did all of this Whilst I was still modelling, like, the first website, I was just I used to just work into the night, like, just editing things and moving things around a little bit. Um, and just in my spare time, and even on jobs, like, if you get an hour lunch break sometimes, I, I could just take my laptop and get some stuff done. Um, and then, I guess, a year ago... I mean, I had a changeover of agencies as well, so that kind of changed a few things. Um, but I guess a year ago, it kind of got really big for Canola. Like, we had... Yeah, it's still going, and I think in the beginning I didn't know how long it would last. Um, so I'm not sure, really. I still model a lot. Like, I'm with IMG, I'm casting most weeks. Um, are you booked now as a kind of personality who's got her own business, or are you booked purely for no, I think clothing jobs? It is quite hard, though, to have both, because I think it's... Like, you could probably push me as one thing or as the other, um, but... I think I'm I, at the moment it's more I'm a model but I've done a few like I did the River Island fitness campaign and they featured a lot of like a little story on me as well so it's kind of a mixture but day to day and I've just signed with an agency in Stockholm as well and it's like I don't have canola over there much and so I'm still very much kind of like just a normal model as well I think. <laughs> Do you enjoy doing that as well? Yeah I really enjoy it and I've actually missed it a lot because when I first started I was kind of, um, I was, <laughs> I was kind of ready to sort of do something else because I was modelling every day. Um, but now, like having had that break and having had something else going on, which is, to be honest, a lot more stressful than modelling, um, it's nice to have a day or two here where I can mm. just because who's what running to do. The, who's running the business when you're away on trips? I have one girl that works for me, Lydia. She's amazing. And, How did you find her? Um, she was like kind of not a mutual friend, but she has she had a few contacts in the industry, and she had just quit her job and sort of sent out some feelers to some people, um, if in case a, a job came up. And 
I emailed my friends in the industry to see if they had anyone that might be interested in a job. And one of my best friends ever put me in touch with her. So she's got a really like strong fashion background. Um, but then she's kind of, we can intertwine that into Quinola a lot because I'm, so do I. Like it's, I think that's also another reason why Quinola's done well is that we were backstage at a lot of the shows. Like before I'd properly launched, I was getting snacks and breakfast catering and stuff into the shows. So it's How do you nice. think that helped they really you? work together. Um, I guess it gets the product into a lot of people's hands, even if it's not front of house all the time. Like, there's a really good production team for, like, every show and models as well. Um, so, yeah. So what does an average working day look like for you? Um, it's different every day, which is probably the most stressful part, knowing what to do every morning. Um, if I have a casting, it's usually in the morning or early afternoon. So I wake up, I do some yoga at home or go to a class, um, do some emails if I'm working from home. Mondays I always have with my my helper. I don't know, I hate calling her helper. <laughs> but I have with Lydia. Um, and we just have a catch-up on everything for the week ahead and stuff like sales and finance. Um, and we plan social stuff. And then every other day I usually work from home and I'll be doing emails, writing content for the website, for the blog, for my other blog. Um, so you do the website, the business, the Cunola Q- yeah. blog, and you do your Model Monster 2 Yeah, blog. but that, the Model Monster 2 has taken a bit of a backseat, unfortunately, because it is more, like, I love doing that, but it's more yeah. for me every day. Cunola is the first thing that I think about and getting content on the blog and talking mm. about new products and stuff like that. So. so you're super busy every day. How do you relax? Um, do you yoga definitely <laughs> helps um, I do relax now I struggled for the first couple of years to ever switch off even when I was away and I do work late at home just because sometimes like if I don't have anything to do if I don't have any plans my laptop's right there and I know there's always something else I could be doing so that's a really a really negative part of having your own business <laughs> you can't really switch off but um, yeah yoga definitely helps I meditate most mornings just things like going on a walk, going on a run, seeing my friends. I think it's really important to just hang out with my friends who are doing completely different things and who aren't in the industry because it puts everything in perspective. Um, and I love travelling, so whenever I can, I'll just go abroad and I just love learning about like different cultures and it just makes... Yeah, it just puts everything into perspective when you take yourself away from your everyday. And um, how do you keep up to date with stuff that's happening in um, like the health food and lifestyle industry is there like a publication or a good website to go to um no i don't think so. there's a, i mean there's a few like blogs or websites now um that are really good with new like what are they called um i always i always look at well and good which is a new york based um online publication um the cover to which is just is not just health and f- wellness but they just cover a lot of good, like products and stuff like that and new kind of trends um yeah there's i mean there's a lot i can't think off the top of my head but and what about um if okay for example me yesterday i just pigged out i ate so much i had a massive like sunday roast and ate ice cream and like this today i just feel like i just want to be super healthy Mm. and like cut back what do you recommend that i would eat that i should eat 
in one um, day? Well, I think you've done it right so far with your <laughs> lemon and ginger for breakfast. <laughs> um, I should have had breakfast though, right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I do that, especially if I've had a, a big like weekend or I recently was in Sweden with my boyfriend for two weeks and he doesn't have any dietary like awareness really he just eats whatever he <laughs> no wants awareness, I love it. um very so diplomatic. I kind of yeah I kind of just ate stuff I wouldn't usually eat and I just felt rubbish when I got home so I just for me liquids is like the main thing that I feel really cleanses my body and I don't think you have to what eat kind anything. of liquids so I have lemon and ginger a lot um with hot water yeah with hot water okay. what does that to, is that to start the day yeah you like okay. I had that today um and then I've got like some superfood powders which I sometimes use in hot water or in almond milk so like cacao or maca or um rice which is like a mushroom they're really functional powders which can just support like immune health is that just to keep you going throughout the day or is that Um, like as a meal substitute no it's it's very much just like a tea basically so it's not filling but it's it kind of regulates your natural appetite a lot of the powders you can use so i just i usually start every day with a hot drink like that and then if I've yeah, if I've had a binge, I would have like a smoothie like I did today, um, because I don't think I think your body does need a rest sometimes. Um, but then I would go for something light like a salad or just something fresh, like really functional and energizing, like foods that have come from the earth, kind of thing, rather than anything stodgy or mm, heavy. That makes sense. Yeah, things that your body's kind of used to and that's like provided freely by the earth and <laughs> it's like meant for us basically that's the way yeah. i think about it all right so. i know what you mean <laughs> that is very very helpful helpful um okay and last question then um big ambition what is if you you know what if you got your eye on the prize for something that you want to do with your business or another business or your modeling um over the next five years um i don't know i mean i've achieved pretty much most of the things I wanted to achieve with Canola, I never thought it would be here. And having can't it in say that you're only how old are you? Twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah, I know. Sometimes I'm like, well, okay, now what next? Like, <laughs> but um, no, my big, my big achievement, ambition would probably be to get a bit of a bigger team, to have more stockists, to get more stockers abroad actually the main you know, ambition you're gonna have loads of people writing to you now asking oh, no. to work for you <laughs> um i really want to get canola over in america that's probably one of the big ambitions actually for the brand and we're launching new products so just gonna see how that goes but i think in terms of on a more personal level i'd like to be i'd like to be able to travel a bit more or live abroad for a bit and especially with modeling because i can i've got a few agencies all over the world so i'd like to just start spending a bit more time doing modeling i think and um, having a really great team behind me that I can trust to keep Cronulla going. That sounds great. Thank <laughs> you so much for coming on the podcast, Danielle. That's okay. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> that was Danielle Copperman talking about her big idea. Tune in next week to hear the next My Big Idea and don't forget to download previous episodes on iTunes or your favourite podcast app. You should also check out our other ASOS podcast, These Four Walls. I'm Danielle Rodeutschen. Thanks so much for listening and have a happy, if happy is the right word, Halloween.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.